0: Great to be back with you folks today. What an honor it is to be on our 84th podcast. And we're continuing with that idea of when God doesn't make sense. And uh, and of course God always makes sense, His way is perfect. So this is it's almost like we're saying that because when God doesn't make sense to us. So I want to put that qualifier out there. I don't want you folks getting mad at us. So we started off this week with this idea of a victim or a survivor. And we talked about how, uh, you know, people are victims. You might be victims of your own thing that gave you PTSD. And maybe you're helping those. Everybody's been a victim of something. Uh, okay. but, but we get to be a survivor, Stephanie. You know, okay. uh, we don't have to have that victim mentality. We got a great God that can take us through that. And so we, we talked all Monday. We had this idea and we looked at God's word and we proved God's word true, I believe, as we always do, because his word is true. Uh, this idea of uh, we don't have to be a uh, a victim that's laying down on the couch that's given up. Uh, we talked about Stephanie and the terrible uh, trial that she went through and her children went through. And you know when it when it was good to get off the couch, when it was good to and you, by the way, when you have eight kids, you're never on the couch. That's just an expression. Uh, you know when Debbie and I go see her, I'm usually the one on the recliner, not Stephanie. She's she's always cruising around somewhere and uh uh, and usually debbie's cruising around with her somewhere so they're cruisers you know i'm layer they're cruisers (laughs) But anyway, uh, then we then we started off Tuesday. We talked about uh, this idea from the Book of Acts, chapter eight, and we're talking about the trials, the tribulations, and the different things going on. And we we talked about the zeal and their persecution, and, and boy, the devil throws trials at us, and and man, there's persecuting persecution out there. But we talked about this idea of looking for the miracle in that persecution, and it was a miracle in Stephanie's persecution and and, and the trial, and, and that miracle was that that Charles went. To heaven uh he ascended to be with his father and uh, to be with his savior the one he served and and uh, and god will do that for us you know we're uh and maybe the word ascended isn't quite right though there will be a shout and trump to bring our bodies back but there comes a time friends when those of us who believe in jesus christ who've accepted jesus christ uh we pass from death unto life have you ever thought about that stephanie passing from death unto life yeah yeah. I
1: think it's exciting, you know, and you think of yeah. Jesus that I am the resurrection and the life. Wow! And we that get, concept of you know we, we get to die be part of that, but we yeah, but we get to experience that. And, and I'm that just hope gonna... of life eternal.
0: I'm going to let you in on a few things. Our old bodies are beat up, man. They get worse every year. No
1: kidding. And
0: Stephanie's dealing with this neck thing. I got this brown spot that showed up on my back. I'm going to go into this dermatologist tomorrow. He's going to dig it out with like a spoon, and it's going to be ugly. Thanks, Doug. That helped my trauma level
1: today. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: that that, that sight brings you to a bad place. Sorry about that. It does.
1: That's okay. But, you
0: know, we're going to pass from death unto life. And uh friends, that's so significant and, and so the zealous persecution resulted in a miracle uh, there in the book of Acts there they uh, and the miracle was that you know this this saved man goes on and then there was a powerful purpose that uh, that happened on Wednesday or yesterday and uh, this whole concept of you know they scattered abroad, they shared the gospel everywhere, and and that's what happens with us. And we were Stephanie and I were talking yesterday uh, with you folks about this idea that uh, you know those of us who go to these PTSD camps, who listen to these podcasts, who who are part of our training, who are part of this organization, and those of us who are going through it, we we scatter out there, and, and 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 in itself that's a miracle that we're reaching people and we're helping people, and and now we got to the point where the faithful persecuted are going out there and we're in the book of acts and, and and we're in chapter number eight and we're in verse number five then philip went down to the city of samaria and preached christ unto them and the people with one accord and that's not talking about a honda there uh one accord together <laughs> they'd all didn't hop in one accord there's not a lot of room in accord you know what those cars will go forever man i can't believe i got lost that's what happens to people with ad
1: You need need to shoot the
0: rabbit. I I went right back to my 96 accord that went 305,000 miles before I sold it for three grand. Anyway, and the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. And I'm telling you, when you step out for God people can see God's miracles. And uh, we may not, you know, God may not be uh, having us uh, uh, part the Red Sea or part the Potomac River or, or part the Chattahoochee or wherever you're at, but uh, certainly uh, God does miracles all the time for his people, through his people. For unclean spirits crying, in verse number 7, with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed, and boy, God heal heals. He's still in the healing business, and, and friends, I can't tell you how God heals. And uh, one day we're just going to have a whole podcast, and we, you know what? We're going to do that next week. We're going to have a whole Stephanie podcast of her giving her testimony about her liver and, and and these health situations she's been through, because it's worthy on bringing praise to God through that. And then in verse number eight, and there was great joy in that city. And, and so when the faithful persecuted step out, when those of us who've been through the trials, when those of us who've been through the hard times, when, when those of us who've, who've had uh, terrible trials, tribulations, terrible things, God can put them together. You know, it, it comes down to they try to persecute us. They try to hurt us. Look for the miracles. And, and, and you know, when God doesn't make sense, folks, look for what God's going to do. He's going to do something in your life. I promise you that. I've watched what God does, has done in Stephanie's life. I've watched what God has done in my life. I could name one person after another that God has set out, that he set free from uh, being held hostage to these things with PTSD. They've been set free from being held hostage uh, from so many so many different things and like uh, we could name them, watching someone be killed, being part of uh, a molestation, seeing these terrible things and uh, God sets us free from those things. And then these, the, the faithful persecuted, they, they step out and uh and they go out and they make a difference and, and and you know what happens here in the book of acts stephanie in verse number eight is you know the jews the samaritans were jews but they weren't the jews they wanted them to be they weren't born and uh, they weren't old jews they weren't uh they you know when you see that unfortunately and even in churches where, well you know i'm a charter member and those types of things and, and they but, but you know what god brought them together through this persecution and they were able to reach the Sumerians, and the Sumerians were able to make a difference in their life. And boy, how how God used them. And, And old Philip, a former deacon there in Jerusalem, and a layman, uh, he became a serious evangelist out of this and shared the gospel all over the place. And, and you know, that's what God's doing, Stephanie. That's what, that's what God's done in your life. You've, uh, uh, you've become somebody that God can use and, and somebody that's making a difference. So as you see this, Stephanie, and we're talking about the faithful persecuted. And, and so many times I come back to you, and I know it's hard, and, and I ask you these silly questions, which most of the time you probably don't even want to answer. Uh, but coming back to you with this question and this idea is, uh, here you are. You're part of the persecuted. That single gunman shooting into that jeep. You mentioned it yesterday in yesterday and the day before his podcast how uh, I think it was yesterday how those bullets should have riddled and uh, through Charles, your your son, uh, uh, Charles Jr., a wonderful, wonderful young man, and through you and 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 Ben and and uh, uh, but but God uh, knew the before and aft time at Charles' habitation. And you guys have left there. And I was thinking a little while ago how God has used Ben and, uh, through all this. Not only you, but how God has used Ben. And so how does the faithful persecuted? And, and we talked yesterday, how do you do that? But how do you find the energy? And how do you go on? How do you help people? So today we're making the question even harder, harder Stephanie, or uh, more difficult because that's what we do. Uh, and uh, let's say you you have a lady that contacts you and And uh, uh, for the sake of argument, because so many who listen to this broadcast have have been molested, have been physically assaulted and, you know, not aiming toward one of them, because I can think of 15 that I've talked to in the last three months right off the top of my head. How, uh, how, how do you, how do you point them to the Bible? How do you go about doing that? Help us with that.
1: That's a very good question. (laughs) It is. (laughs) you for trying to like leave me thinking last, you know, very last minute. Um, yeah, (laughs) I think for starters, (laughs) you're trying to teach, teach me to be very, um, impromptu. Um, I think a lot of it comes because of the ward, um, being in you and it's his grace that does it. It's his strength that does it. And, um, I think a huge key is immersing yourself in His Word and meditating um, where His His Word, His promises are as important to you, or more important even than your food, um, where they're the most important thing in the world to you because without those you won't make it. Um, and when you've been put in a position, um, you know, where you feel so violated physically where you feel of no worth, of no value. And um I had never had I'm very very thankful um that I've never been through the level of physical abuse that many have. Um but I know just what being abused mentally and emotionally can do. And um just reaching that point of literally feeling like you are of absolutely no value and I think it's at those points where remembering that you have a savior who loved you so much. He was willing to die for you. He put so much value on you that he was willing to die for you. And when I, when I put myself in the place of realizing that the God of the universe, the God who created the sun, moon and stars, the galaxies, everything I see, everything I can't see, he made it all. And yet he was willing to become a man, a human, take on human flesh and die for me. Take the punishment for my sin upon himself. If he loved me that much, he puts that much value on me. Then it doesn't, you know, it puts a smile on your face. It helps you realize that even if people that I should have been able to love, I should have been able to trust, I should have been able to be close to, but I can't because of um, abuse factors. I have a God in heaven who I can always be close to, who always views me with great worth, who has a beautiful plan for my life. And when you think of your life and your value through, through the lens of God, through the lens of the fact that before he formed you, he had a purpose for you, It puts a smile on your face and it puts a spring in your step and gives you, you know, that's one of the ways God gives us joy and gives us strength is that meditating and focusing on who he is to us and realizing how great his love is. And if his love for me is that great, then I can serve him. I can trust him and he'll give me the joy and strength I need to do the next thing. And sometimes that may be all you can do. There's days where that's all I can do is just focus on one thing. What's the next thing I need to do? Um, Because, you know, reality is we all have the tough days. We all have the days when the traumas of the past catch up to us. Um, That's unfortunately part of the human side of us is just dealing with that sometimes. But remembering that God's right there. He remembers your frame. He knows your frame. He knows that you're made of dust and I love the verse that says, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Wow. And remembering that you have a heavenly father who and that pity isn't a isn't a, that's not a demeaning term. That's not like he looks down his nose at you. No, that's a like compassionate he loves you. He's touched with the feeling of your infirmities. And remembering that he's always there, you know, you can always run to him. You can always hide yourself under the shadow of his wings. And um you know, he gives promises in Psalms. I love reading the Psalms, especially if I'm fighting discouragement or depression or um, panic attacks or whatever. Um, the Lord always gives such beautiful um, promises to me to hold on to. Yeah. But there's times, you know, when we feel like the Lord doesn't care about us anymore, and like He's just done. But um, the end of Psalm 91 says, "Because He has set His love upon me, therefore will I deliver him." I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And that's just some promises that the Lord um, gave me um, over a year ago when I was sick. But those are, there's just precious promises like that, that the Lord gives us. we can make him our refuge and i think that's honestly the biggest key to making it through to coming out the other side of a traumatic event or having been um physically or spiritually mentally you know there's many ways um unfortunately that sinful man has found to abuse and mistreat other human beings and finding comfort and refuge in the lord and who he is is the greatest Greatest way to start coming out of that fog and finding um, healing and victory.
0: So I guess, you know, p- people listen to this and I, and I mean, we're, we're winding down to the end, uh, but folks to this particular podcast, but folks listen to this would, you know, maybe, maybe a lady would say, well, Stephanie, uh, or a gentleman would say, well, Stephanie, where do I start? You know, I have this person who's been through this trial. Uh, horrific and I understand what you're saying you're saying and, and, and totally you're right on you're, you're slamming the nail in right on the head but you have someone sitting in front of you and I and again where I'm making you the queen of impromptu and I don't mean to <laughs> but but where do you start when you have that person on the phone or sitting right in front of you for the first time where do you start you have to
1: start by giving hope you have to start with you know, if you're dealing with someone, if you're trying to help, help someone, encourage someone, remind them that there is always hope that, um, that there's never a reason to do something foolish, that there's, um, not only does God care for them, you care for them. Um, I think honestly, the very one another's burdens comes into play here so greatly and just being a friend to someone and letting them know that. Um, you're in no judgment zone. Um, It's a huge thing um, that you and Debbie did for me was, um, was helping me know, you know, you were there to be my friends. You weren't there to um, tell me all the things that were wrong with me, though. I'm sure you could have written a notebook full. Um, You were just there. You were friends. You were, you showed me, you loved me, that you cared about me. And, people need friends, friendship, true friendship is something people are starving for. And I know it was something I was starving for. And, um, people that, you know, we live in a world where breaking trust, unfortunately is the norm. And even amongst Christians where breaking someone's trust is just a part of life. And, um, for someone who's hurting, for someone who's been through trauma, to know that they have a friend they can trust. They have a friend who is there for them whenever. is huge. And so give people hope. Help them to know that there's a hope in Jesus, that there's hope in his word and his promises, and that because of who he is, they don't need to give up. And reminding them that God created them, that he has a special purpose for their lives. And, you know, there's never I think another huge thing, too, is in the process of giving hope, never make someone feel like you are condemning them or blaming them for the trauma that they've been through in their mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some tra- some people just go through trauma because of their own sin. You know, if you've gone and flipped out um, just because you wanted to try out the world and it's, you know, it's allurements and you destroyed your life. Yes, you've been through trauma and there's a repentance process there because you made a choice um, to get involved in some very nasty things. But for many people, trauma happens because it was forced on them. Um, They were born into it. They were um, forced into a situation that was completely out of their control and something that they did not, you know, they did not go along with um, of their own free will. And making sure the person you're ministering to never feels like you're looking at them as if this happened to you because they're sinning your life, or this happened to you because you weren't right with God, or you were out of God's will. No, don't ever put a person. Don't say that you want to be someone's friend and you want to help them, and then slam dunk yeah, slam dunk yeah, them with stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So that's just another. You know, if you're working with someone, those are just some things. Um, but hope's the key. If someone loses hope, um, and I say this from experience, if someone loses hope, they will have no purpose to live Amen. Amen. and, um, they may be living, but they will be just an outer shell. The inside of them will be dying. And so hope is, is the fundamental foundation for ministering to someone. I think so. Who's been through things.
0: I think no, and that's exactly where I wanted to go. And, and folks, as we close today, I think the important thing. Uh, that we got out of this particular session, and and that's so significant here is, you know, the the persecuted. Those of you who've been through trials, and those of you who've come out the other end. So your goal is really twofold. And you know, maybe if you're still in the trial, if you're still in that bad place, your your goal is to heal, to recover, to to give it to God, to to let God do a work in your life. And and if you're out of the other end, and you're uh, you're laying on your couch or you're giving up your. The next goal is to step out, is to be among the faithful, persecuted, to, to take the word out there. And we just uh, we spent some time listening to Stephanie, I think, this morning. I really wanted her to talk. There's so many ladies and uh, boy, and I, I don't think I'm overplaying this or there's any hyperbole here. Uh, but I bet you that 20 percent of all ladies in the church are hurting right now. And I'm just being honest with you. And yeah. uh, uh, and, and just to uh, and I really wanted Stephanie to hit on. Uh, you know, a lot of preachers, a lot of pastors, a lot of uh, uh, men know how to work with other men. But to have a an idea of what's going on with ladies is what I wanted to do here. And so as we continue on, when God doesn't make sense and how to help people. And in the middle of that, we came to this faithful persecuted and we talked about how we can help people. But listen, hang in there, friends. And uh, we're sure glad you're listening to us. And what an honor it is to have this 84th podcast uh, with each of you. And, uh, we look forward to tomorrow when we all get back together again. And, and, uh, but may God bless you. Make sure you look us up on helpful, wounded spirits or drop us a line out there at PM or drop us a line on our Facebook pages. We sure do appreciate you folks. May God bless you. Have a good day. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.